Mythos Busters, investigating the mystery, monsters, and madness of Arkham Horror, the card game. Welcome listeners to another awesome episode of the AV Club. We are today reviewing the Forgotten Age, the Guardian cards from the big box. With me, I have Frank. Frank, how are you today? Hello. Hi, I'm really well. I'm really well. I haven't just woken up like you. I've been up all day, so this is a lovely way to... Awesome. Um, I recognize your voice. Are you from somewhere? Like, I listen to podcasts and these YouTube channels. Are you from somewhere? You might have heard me around. Yeah, I am from some from um, the blood feud. May it never <laughs> cease. I'm here to to pour um petrol on the flames of the blood feud <laughs> and keep them alight. Yeah, I'm from drawn to the flame. Suitable that I use the flame metaphor to mm-hmm. explain our rivalry, and I'm very glad to be here. You've been the guest on our podcast, but uh, I've only ever been on Mythosbusters once, way back in the mists of time. So it's good True. to be here. Yeah, you haven't been on AV Club yet, which is no. the um, crown jewel of the Mythosbusters crown creation crown. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I call it the crown jewel. No one else agrees with me. The jewel, jewel in the crown. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm really delighted to be here. I'm- uh, people who listen to Drawn to the Flame might know that I like to do first looks of cards. Mm. So AV Club is sort of the like the mirror image slash dark version of that, which is the <laughs> definitely not first look and virginal and kind of evil and corrupted. So, yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I thoroughly enjoy your first looks. I think it's really fun to, um, you know, the packs in Canada come late by a couple days, but if there's spoilers on the internet, I might go look but I don't seek them out. If they're just placed in my lap, I'll look at them. But sometimes I, I like listening to your first looks and just hearing that knee-jerk reaction. And there's some, most of the times I'm like, oh yeah, I completely agree. And sometimes I'm like, what are you thinking, Frank? <laughs> um, yeah, I think that happens a lot for people. Yeah, I'm hoping to get that reaction from your audience as well. <laughs> uh, and yeah, like you said, this is the complete opposite, right? Like this is, we've played with the game or we played with these cards for at least six months, if not longer. Um, mm, and mm. this is we've put them through the ringer everyone's tried a bunch of decks okay now what do we think um, and w- what do we think going forward too yeah so, alright well shall we get started uh, being the guest I will allow you to read the first card that's very kind of you I thought you were going to say I could lead the way this oh. is Leo Anderson the expedition leader so he's the guardian in the Forgotten Age Deluxe. He has four willpower, three intellect, four combat, and one agility. He's veteran and wayfarer traded, and he has a reaction after your turn begins, play an ally asset, reducing its cost by one. Elder sign effect plus two, search the top three cards of your deck for an ally asset and draw it, shuffle your deck. Keep moving, you can die on your own time. He has 8 health and 6 sanity. And he has a normal deck size. He can take guardian cards and neutral cards, 0 to 5. And then he can also take rogue cards, 0 to 2. His stat line's pretty nice. It's pretty beefy, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. 
Like he's got that one in agility, which is always the dump stat anyways. So who cares? Um, except for maybe in TFA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but I've always liked investigators with, if they do have one stat, they're kind of dumping. It's a one and not a two because it gives them mm -hmm. more stats elsewhere, right? Like if it's a one, exactly. it might as well be a zero. If it's a two, it might as well be a zero probably as well. Mm -hmm. So if you, if you compare his stat line to Zoe Samara, she's four, two, four, two. Mm. And that actually probably poses more problems than it provides answers. Whereas Leo, you think, right, first three stats are pretty decent. I can probably boost all of those reasonably. Mm -hmm. And I'll just not look at this little green shoe at the end and, and try not to think about that at all. Yeah, and I think there's a lot of discussion, um, especially with Finn being out too, where when you have a one in a stat, do you try to play around with it and try to boost that and get... Uh, skills to boost that or do you just accept that it's a one and just accept that you're not going to pass those tests uh, mm, and I found with mm. Leo I kind of just accept it like it, it's a one I'm not evading things it's it's funny isn't it because I'm glad you mentioned Finn because a one in one willpower seems a lot more scary than a one agility mm. and I don't think that necessarily it should but definitely the perception is you need that willpower to take the fight back to the mythos and agility is kind of a, oh, it's all right to have. I don't really care. And it, I, like, I don't think it's the case. They're the two defensive stats. So we should care about both of them, but the perception is definitely that you can take or leave agility. Mm -hmm. It's interesting. Yeah. I think his power is amazing. The, after your turn begins, play an asset. Like, first of all, you're getting a free action essentially mm -hmm. to play it. And you're also reducing the cost by one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's insane. <laughs> yeah it's it's ludicrous the the idea that you can be reactive with how you play your allies then is just really nice you can wait for when you need your guard dog or your beat cop you can kind of pick and choose and keep mm. cards back which is just really strong i think and it seems like most leo players have either had one or two allies that they really want to play so they use the reaction minimally or you see these leo decks that are spitting out allies and mm -hmm. getting as much of a reduction as they can over a series of series of turns or a series of scenarios i think both are valid you know just the fact that you can kind of take him in two different ways is quite nice um yeah he's proved to me to be one of the the best rounded investigators in the amount i've played him yeah absolutely I, he's up there for solo for me for sure um mm -hmm. any investigator that essentially gets a four actions a turn which or Ken, with his ability, I, I almost consider that an extra action. Um, I love for solo. Like Ursula, right? Like, you move, you get a free investigate. Like, the ability to pile that up is is immense in solo. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, no, he's strong. He's good. Yeah. Elder Sign Effect synergizes well with his, his stuff. Yeah. Fire, fires decently well, I find. Yeah, I've, I've seen that be one of those situations where maybe people have put too many allies in their deck <laughs> because they want their Elder Sign to land. Mm -hmm. And I, I normally just treat... I, I like, like the fact that it's a plus two. That in itself decent. You might pass some tests that you were about to fail just by lucking into an Elder Sign. Mm -hmm. But the search the top three cards of your deck is a sort of a bonus, I would say, rather than a build around. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to do that huge, like, eight ally swarm, like, your first two upgrades are Charisma, which could be nice. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, yeah. But similar to Charisma, he does have an ally in his deck. Uh, his signature ally, Mitch Brown, he's a three-cost asset, he is the sole survivor. Of what? 
Uh, two wild icons. He's an ally and a wayfarer. Leo Anderson deck only. You have two additional ally slots, which can only be used to hold non-unique allies. Two health, two sanity. Uh, he's got the... Picks up the ally slot. So you ain't going nowhere without me, Leo. So you might as well tell me what's going on. Mm, I love it. I, lo- I think he's the first um, investigator and signature that gives you this sense that like they're unhappy. You assume that the signatures <laughs> yeah. are going to be like, yeah, it's my trusty gun or it's my lucky necklace. Mitch Brown is like the guy who won't leave Leo Anderson alone, yeah. maybe for good reason. <laughs> yeah. And Soul Survivor just hits it. Oh, what, what did Leo have in his past? What did he leave, hey? Yeah, yeah. Um, Nick. So took... this is at least... Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, go on. No, no, no you're the guest. <laughs> uh, I would say this is at least a third unexpected courage. You know, that, that mm-hmm. if, if you're not worrying about how many allies or how many non-unique allies you want to play because you're only running Leo De Luca, say, or Brother Xavier, mm-hmm. then Mitch at least is another unexpected courage. Um, recently, as I've played, I've started to think a lot more about the icons on signature cards, mm-hmm. just because often, given that they're normally singletons in your deck, actually building your deck strategy around them can be a little bit shaky. Bad idea. So, yep. <laughs> yeah, just going, right, well, this character at least comes with a, a third unexpected courage is sort of the starting point. Mm-hmm. I know Nick took uh, Leo Anderson through our Carcosa Iron Man this year at, at Arkham Knights, and he did the double charisma build, and he had two beat cops, two guard dogs, uh, two brother X's, I think, and when he got Mitch Brown down one one game, he had Mitch Brown and his two charisma, and he had five allies out, and it was Amazing. just absolutely ridiculous to think of someone playing with five allies. But yeah, yeah, um, takes this portion of the game and just completely warps it with what <laughs> yeah. what Leo can do, and of course he he costs three, but he doesn't for Leo because mm. Leo gets the reduction. And doesn't pay an action for this guy. So as soon as you're starting to fill in these different allies in your board, you just slot Mitch down pretty cheaply, I'd say. Two cost mm. for a 2-2 two, two soak that's also helping you put more allies down. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's great. He's not bad. And like, like you said, I don't think you should build your strategy around him. Like if you're going to do the ally army, you got to go charisma build. Um, but he is really <laughs> yeah. nice to have. Either way, like you said, with the, with the icons or... Um, giving you those extra ally slots. I've just played Leo solo through Kosa, and I was doing the treasure hunter and mm. hired muscle thing. Mm-hmm. So having lots of actions and keeping them in play for maybe a turn or two because they're so cheap. And I actually found that I very rarely played Mitch because even with a charisma, maybe one or two was all I needed. I was never getting to four or five allies down. Right. So at which point Mitch is just, just icons for me. But yeah, that's no, mm-hmm. good. Nice. Uh, would you like to read Bot in Blood? Yes, this is probably what Mitch is so annoyed about. So this is uh, weakness, treachery. Uh, it's flaw-traded, and it has a revelation which says you must either discard an ally asset you control from play or discard each ally asset from your hand. If no assets are discarded by this effect, shuffle Bot in Blood back into your deck. We paid a terrible price for the knowledge we sought. Was it worth it? Apparently Mitch thinks not. Yeah, Leo, yes. Mitch, no. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, I think the way you build your deck either makes this really annoying or really easy to deal with. 
Like if you're doing that ally army, you're like, okay, I'll just kill off my ally that has like one health and one sanity left. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're playing the other way, where you only have a couple key allies, uh, this would be really annoying. Like if you only have mm-hmm. a, a Leo DeLuca in play. Yeah, yeah. And in those situations, I found I really wanted to always have some kind of safety. So I want two allies, one in hand and one in play. And then at least I can choose. And you you don't want to get to the point where you have four allies in hand and one really good one in play. Yeah. And the choice is like really nasty. Leo DeLuca from play or all of these other allies from your hand. Mm-hmm. And I like that it at least... like That's what Leo has to decide. Who is he going to leave? Who gets lucky? left behind or who does he not go back for or save you're, you're basically being forced to make the same decision that he has made with his party which is like you know uh, keep up if you fall behind you get left behind sort of attitude which yeah i really like it but i think the most annoying thing about this card is the shuffling it back in mm-hmm. i want i want to be able to discard an ally somehow when i see this card so that i don't see it repeatedly yeah because that's just infuriating yeah, I mean that's the thing with with uh, weaknesses too. When you draw them, they are they draw they they stop your card draw for that turn or that <laughs> action. Having them shuffle back in is super annoying. Looking at you, Rex curse, Rex's curse. Yeah, yeah. And if you if you want to try and game it by going well, well I just won't run allies in this. All of his ability is built around allies. Yeah, and bought and blood will continue to punish you and it at least attacks you on your draws which yeah. is what it should do yeah i've never seen it i've never seen it like completely wreck a scenario i wouldn't i wouldn't put it on that scale of no it's not backbreaking yeah um but it it can be annoying to say the least mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah uh moving on to survival knife which is the first of the guardian cards uh it is a two cost guardian asset with a combat icon it has item, weapon, and melee traits. It has action, fight. You get plus one combat for this attack. Also has reaction. After an enemy attack deals damage to you during the enemy phase, exhaust survival knife. Fight. This attack targets the attacking enemy. You get plus two combat and deal plus one damage for this attack. And it takes up the hand slot. Mm, lovely survival knife. <laughs> yeah. This is such a fun card. Like let's let's, let's forget the the power of it. This is fun. Mm-hmm. Like that reaction yeah, is I, just like you hit me, I hit you. <sighs> yeah, yeah. Why are you hitting your? Yeah, exactly. I think this this could almost not have the action ability, mm-hmm. and people would still be interested in it for its reaction ability. Like the action ability, I don't know if I've ever used it. Maybe for killing a rat or something like that, yeah. where I just use it for the combat boost, but. It's the reaction that makes people excited about this card. And if you're playing as someone like Leo, who's maybe taking hits on his swarm of allies, Mm -hmm. it's just really nice to profit from that even more and stab back. To get a plus two combat is, I think, generous for Guardian weapons. And the damage is on par with what you'd expect, any less than that. And I think this would be probably underpowered. So yeah, it's about where it should be. It can bring up some interesting interactions too, um, where enemies that attack you from a different location. Is it the Etsley Guardians? The ones mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That where, shoot you. Yeah. yeah, they shoot you from an opposite location. You can take your survival survival knife and I guess throw it like a boomerang 
and still attack them. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Like yeah, maybe it's not actually the blade is not stabbing into them at that point. It's just sort of bouncing off their head and coming back to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's it's an interesting weapon. I think the only downside I would say is that you have to take the attack to get it. Um, I guess it depends on how how well you can soak. And someone like Leo, uh, who's going to be probably having a bunch of allies who can soak for you, it seems decent. Someone like Mark, who's okay with taking a little bit of damage, probably mm-hmm. decent. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's definitely not a main weapon. It's like an offhand weapon, I find. I want to jump on something you said there. It's not just that you have to take the attack. It's that normally you have to then spend a turn with an enemy around mm-hmm. before you take that attack. That's, I think, where this gets tricky. Like, in practice, it's great that in the enemy phase you're going to get hit and you get to kill the enemy back. But in... Uh, well, in theory, it's great, sorry. But in practice, when you're actually playing a scenario, if someone's drawn an enemy, they want it got rid of immediately in the investigation phase. They don't want to wait until the enemy to hit back. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that, what I've found is that I've loved the idea of having survival knife but when i'm actually playing and i've drawn an enemy in mythos i just need to deal with it i'm not gonna there's no way i can sort of hang around for three actions waiting to fight Mm. with this knife um so i think maybe in multiplayer where you can have a situation where maybe your last action you pull an enemy off someone else and then they get to take their turn i could see it being a bit stronger but certainly in solo i set out with the plan to to use this and used it very rarely yeah, I, I think you're right. Like in multiplayer, this has much more ability where we're one or two locations away because why the hell did we split the party? And I have yeah. to get back over to the, you know, the the seeker and my last action is to engage that enemy. And mm-hmm. this kind of like what I was talking about, uh, solo investigators getting that free little action. In two player, this might be worth it too because you're getting that free attack essentially, even though you have to take the hit, which you would have anyways. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah. Yeah. I, I completely agree with you. It, it sounds really nice, and then you play it, and you're like, well, I just drew an enemy. I'm not going to pass my turn just so he attacks me so I get the bonus. Yeah, yeah. So. Or or maybe it's a situation where you are swarmed if there's multiple players, and you kill the enemies engaged with you in a couple of actions, and then last action you free up your Seeker or your whoever else it is, your Mystic, so they can do their thing, and you, you can handle it. Mm-hmm. And on that, we should mention um, Yorick as well. He's got lots of ways of soaking damage. Yeah. So he also quite likes this as a sort of thing that you know, maybe he's even using weapons that break or are disposable, so he's at least got this to kind of be spiky in the enemy phase if he needs to be. Mm. Uh, would you like to read Venturer? Yes, Venturing Onwards. This is a four-cost asset with an intellect icon. It's ally and wayfarer traded. It uses three supplies and as a uh, free action, yeah, yeah, a free lightning bolt, it says spend one supply and exhaust Venturer. Place one supply or ammo on an asset controlled by an investigator at your location. Two health, two sanity, and takes up the ally slot. I always forget if it's fast action or free action, so I feel you. Because in my mind, it's yeah. really free action, but I would no. I or paused on the on the action part because it's not an action; it's a f- mm. free thing. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I say lightning bolt a lot too because everyone knows what that means. Yeah, seems okay. I haven't been hugely uh, sold on him. I think mm-hmm. there are some decks that combo off him. Like if you have shotgun in your deck. 
um this is worth its money in gold or worth his weight in gold um but filling up like a 45 or something i don't mm. feel like he's that worth it but what's what's your okay. experience been interesting i would say this is my standout card of the guardian cards Ooh. box i've played with venture a lot i think Ventura fills quite an odd space for Guardian allies because almost all uh, every other Guardian ally does damage and Ventura doesn't. But I like the flexibility of Ventura that you can have it down and choose what you top up. So I've used him to top up a flashlight and I've used him to top up different weapons. So there is a sort of, yeah, there's an option there. And Four cost for a 2-2 is, is not very good value, but if you've played him for three and no action in Leo, that's almost okay value. Mm -hmm. And I actually like the fact that once you've used the three supplies, it's just soak, and right. you can kind of get rid of Ventura. You know, if I'm playing with Guard Dog or even with Beat Cop, sometimes I think, um, maybe I should hang on and not take any more damage because it might need that point of damage later in a scenario. But with Ventura, <laughs> yeah. once Ventura's done his duty, I'm happy to throw him under the bus or yeah. out the window or whatever else it is. He might, be, he might get bought in blood. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Easy target for bought in blood. <laughs> I, I also really like how he can into any kind of contraband doubling ammo shenanigans. Ooh. So... That's a separate thing, I think. That is a, that is pretty janky, but I've really enjoyed having him down, tapping a few times. You know, even if you're doubling a 45, if you're paying four to double a 45 from four to eight, that's not great. But if mm. you've popped it up three times and you're doubling it from seven to 14, start, you start to get better returns for your doubling, which is nice. Yeah. I mean, the times I've seen him really work have been in those kind of comboy decks with someone like shotgun mm -hmm. who extra ammo venture a bunch of time then contraband um yeah i was playing with bd flory and he had uh, 26 shots on his shotgun um wow nice yeah. like and i yeah. mean just nothing nothing phased us for the rest of the game because you just make it melt yeah i've done that with the bar the bar mm -hmm. similar thing where you do various different bits of topping up and then double it and then every enemy that comes up later in the scenario, you can pick the exact amount of ammo that matches their health mm -hmm. and just, yeah, just wipe them. So you're not even gambling. It's like, oh, a three health enemy and three ammo. I'm doing three damage. Bye. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And to your point, I do think he is a bit better in Leo because of the reduced cost and the not action to get him out. Mm -hmm. He just seems a bit too much at four for me for other guardians. I guess that's what holds yeah. me back compared to the other allies you could have. But I do see your point mm -hmm. as far as flashlight and stuff, and he can help out other investigators at the location too. Yeah, which I've not I've not done much of that actually. I've mainly used him in solo. The the other person he maybe fits in is Mark because you mm -hmm. don't necessarily need beat cop boost for Mark but right. you might want to be using flashlight for all of your clues and <laughs> yeah. a flashlight running out is yeah, really annoying, but, yeah. but he's only three supplies. So he is like a double cost flashlight, which is worth bearing in mind. You know, mm. he's really flashlight three in your deck, not you know, three or four rather, not one or two. Now, yeah. one of the themes on AV club is that we do a lot of puns and I trusted you to come Loaded for bear work, uh, <laughs> puns, but I guess I'll have to do it myself. Uh, so trusted is our next card. <laughs> I'm just hanging my head. In 
It's okay. It's okay. You'll, you'll pick it up. Nick will be happy. This one is almost pun free. Um, Trusted is a guardian event. One cost uh, has a willpower pip. It's upgrade traded. It's fast. Play only during your turn. Attached to an ally asset you control. Attached asset gets plus one health and plus one sanity. Mm, so that four cost uh, venturer could be a five cost three health, three yeah. sanity sake. He sure could. Mm. Uh, I want to like this card. What have you played it on? Uh, or have you ever played it? I've tried it out in a few games. I've tried uh, Beat Cop, uh, Leo DeLuca. I think I might have put <laughs> it on a guard dog once. I'm not sure. Just for the sanity soak. It was in Mark. Yeah. I remember that much. Um, okay, yeah, that's decent enough. Yeah, I, but uh, I don't know. It, it felt like it, I'm just paying one for like. Why don't I play Fine Clothes? Right, like it has a a a one one soak as well. And it gives me a parlay boost if I happen to have that. Mm. You know, like that that was kind of where I was on this. Um, I realize this is fast, but it's also relying on the ally not getting totally obliterated or frozen in fear or, or no, mm-hmm. Crypt Chill? Crypt Chill. Yeah, Crypt Chill, yeah. So it's, it's just not quite where I wanted to be. What has your experience been with it? Almost exactly the same. Mm-hmm. I think... I remember conversations around it that were saying you actually have to have an ally that gets you something for getting the extra health and sanity. So beat cop level two is a good example because giving that card a bit more longevity so you can get pings with it is worthwhile. Mm -hmm. But attaching this to say brother Xavier is kind of anti-synergistic because you want yeah. Brother Xavier to explode at some point. You, you could argue it both ways, obviously. And I found that a lot, that I saw people using it and just sort of attaching it to any ally, attach it to Mitch Brown or attach it to, yeah, Guard Dog, say, without really any plan to actually make the most out of it. Mm-hmm. They just kind of were trying it out. The The other place that, that got mooted a lot was in Ashkan Pete on Duke because you really don't want to lose Duke. But weirdly, now Survivor have so many more ways of mitigating that. <laughs> you know, like Chance Encounter level two, you can get back an ally. There's just, yeah, there's people even calling in favors, Duke, and things like that. So that's, it felt like if this card had come out in Dunwich, maybe mm. people would have been slotting it in their Ashcan Pete decks. But yeah, I always found it hard to to get it to be really impactful. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's... Kind of a, a a basement tier for me. Um, <laughs> it's uh it's reliably at the bottom. I see what you did there. Yeah. I was going to say something about how I was going to be reliable, but you beat me to the, the puns to the punchline. Yeah. Um. So this is a one cost event, reliable, but this is our XP card. It's one XP, and it also has an intellect icon. It's fast, and you play only during your turn. It's upgrade traded. And you attach this to an item asset you control. While resolving a triggered ability on attached asset, you get plus one to each of your skills. This is way better. It's trusted, but it actually works. Mm -hmm. Oddly enough, Uh, putting this on a gun is fantastic. It's a plus one attack whenever you do something. If you're solo, putting this on machete is amazing. What's your experience with it? putting it on a machete that's my experience (laughs) and yeah that's really nice and 
I've even found that I could essentially play through a campaign with Machete being my go-to weapon. Mm-hmm. And it's it's kind of dangerous as a card because part of the Guardian card pool is all about encouraging you to try these big, exciting firearms. Mm-hmm. and Or you could just have a reliable Machete and it's plus two combat whenever you're using it. And most Guardians are happy with that. You know, people would pay five XP for the brand yeah. Which does, which is a reliable machete with an extra, with an extra ability. So yeah, mm-hmm. no, I, th- I think it's, um, I think it's strong. I haven't seen any anything too crazy with it. I was worried that there'd be, you know, maybe like a lockpicks, mm. mad, reliable play, but that's sort of not, not ever happened. So yeah, I'd love to put this on something like a switchblade level two in skids and be getting plus three combat. Yeah. Could be really nice. Yeah. I, I think I understand what you're saying too about waiting for those big big plays and stuff. But again, it's also just plus one. But it is also mm. plus one. Do you know what I'm saying? Like it's not crazy good, but it's just pardon the pun, so reliably good. Where mm. it's just plus one every time. And how many times you're like, oh, I wish I had one more icon to commit to this test, especially on a weapon that's not going to go away, like machete or like brand. Um Yeah. Yeah, oh, God, man, reliable brand. I haven't tried that. That could be really free. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And the ideal with that is that you use that item asset repeatedly. So this becomes paying one for plus one over five, 10, 15 tests, mm-hmm. at which point then it's so much better than any icon you're committing. Yep. That's that's the goal, isn't it? To have it in your hand early, to get it on the item that needs it, and then you're set up for the game. Yep. Um, Stokesbooks asks asks in the chat, "Can you have two of them on the same item?" Hell yeah, you can. <laughs> um, that's a super machete. Yeah, that's nice. That's oh man, yeah. double reliable switchblade. I really want to try that. And you know, what, honestly, like you were saying, like spraying it out over tests, five or ten tests. Even if you did put this on uh, a forty-five and it and use it for all four tests, I still like that as value. Like that's probably the, <laughs> the bottom of value that I'd like to go for. Uh, but mm-hmm. I'd still very much consider that, especially a level two forty-five. Now you're swinging at plus three with no retaliation. Yeah, like that's 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 really good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's I mean that reminds me then of the the Leo thing I alluded to earlier. When you're playing one of those one-cost rogue allies that give you plus one to a stat permanently, but they only last a turn. Mm-hmm. Like if you end up spending another resource to keep them in play, you're essentially getting six actions worth of the boost. Mm-hmm. And the cost is very similar to Reliable. It's like, how long do I want this boost for and how much am I willing to pay to keep it around? But with Reliable, you only ever pay once. So it's a good benchmark card in that way. Well, that's Guardian. What do you think? What's what's your favorite card out of of these? And you you can also say Leo. Yeah, it has to be Leo. (laughs) We've decided. (laughs) Yeah. If you had to choose not Leo, what's your... Of the bottom, I think Ventura. I think Ventura. It opens up a weird space for Guardian, and I think every time we see a card with ammo or supplies, that always means there might be an option for Ventura to be decent again or more decent. Yeah. Uh, How about for you? Um, I think I got to go reliable. I do like Ventura somewhat. Uh, I'm not as keen on it as you are. Have you ever Mm. used two Ventures to like fill each other up back and forth? No. <laughs> Juggling. Yeah. <laughs> you two at the back. Quit playing games. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, I, yeah. I think reliable I done that. is is mine. I mean, other than Leo, because Leo's the obvious choice. But mm -hmm. yeah, Ooh. yeah, and I think the theme win is the survival knife. Yes, like, in terms of how it it gets players excited, it's yeah, the opposite of the other three cards. Theme home run for sure. Juicy. Mm. Frank, do you have it in you to do another episode? Absolutely, yeah. Queue it up. Do you want to? Do you want to seek out some more information on this card game? Are we doing the rogues next? You're, See what you're I did a, there. You're a mystical <laughs> creature. I'm not sure how you've survived this long. Um, all right, we're going to take off. Live listeners, we'll be back in a couple minutes. Uh, podcast listeners, hopefully you can just hit next podcast, and we'll be right back. Mm -hmm.